Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire, baby. Of course, back, man. We are a couple episodes away from the NBA season starting. When I mean a couple, I literally mean that. So on today's video, uh, we're going to get to Eastern Conference preview and then Western Conference preview on Tuesday. Derek, we've we been sitting in this call talking for a little bit. You ain't said a word, bro. How you doing today? I'm feeling great. You know, I had a great night's sleep. You know when you fill up and you just wake up really feeling refreshed? Mm. That's how I feel this morning. I'm the opposite. I ain't really get a lot of sleep. I had like a few hours or whatever. It got real cold down here. Mm. I was just, you know, but. You know, it, when you live in a basement, so I know sometimes the basement get kind of cold. A little bit. <laughs> Do it. That was the first time this whole winter. That motherfucker was just seemed like I just. <laughs> Did you just repeat literally what he said? He's, he always does that, bro. He's a wow. real. <laughs> I was just saying, like, do it normally get super cold down there? Like, you know, obviously, you answered the question. <laughs> but listen, for our viewers, because they be thinking that we be getting on Derek ass and just giving him a hard time. But Derek, bro, I don't know if you noticed that about yourself, but you are a repeater. Hey, that's uh, how he I got have. through them, uh, them high school and college papers. You got to restate that prompt. Couple nah, times. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do the same thing. Not to like that extent though, but like I'm gonna probably ask you some shit that I already know the answer to. Like, right, like, right, right, right. Mike do the same thing because he'll like, probably Katie, ask you something you already know the answer to. Hell nah, yeah. He just, Mike does that when you get in the party. Hey, you was just recording the video? <laughs> you know? Uh, okay. It's coming. He kind of did it yesterday when I had said, let's do Easter Conference reactions. And he said, oh yeah. And then we could do Western Conference on Tuesday. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we all didn't know that we were like, gonna we just do gonna do the East. Mike said that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's Mike shit. No, no that's because you like that because uh, my boy said, "Come on, you let's get a matching tattoo. You want to get a match tattoo? Matching tattoo with you? Like <laughs> what? The same, same thing a lifetime when dude came up to him. He was like, bro, you remember you trained me at work or whatever? He's like, what? I, I trained, trained you. you? I trained... <laughs> that was an all time classic moment because then they, they go play five and five. Time. He yeah. said it a couple of times. I trained you. <laughs> I trained you. <laughs> now you want to know something? I went to Target yesterday, um, and some dude. I walk in, and some dude was like, "Hey, Derek, what's up?" And I, I don't know who he was. I went to Target yesterday you too. Famous. And I was just like, "What's up, bro?" And I just kept going. I, I didn't even know what to say. You, you famous, bro? You know the black jackets that we have, the HOA. Yeah, when we got with these, I was wearing that, and I didn't realize I was wearing it one day. And the dude was like, "Pierre, Pierre, I love the show." And I was like, how you know this me? <laughs> he was like, your jacket. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm like, motherfucker, I got a mask on, a hat. Motherfucker, how you know it's me? Right. <laughs> Those exclusive, man. It's not many of them in the world. So That's a fact. That's a fact. If you got it on, you got to be working for the company, most likely. Um, Mine's too big now. Hey. Love body is okay. <laughs> what you need a medium? Do the job. I need well, an extra large. I'm pretty sure it's a three X. Hey, but I'm no, like, that's also on you. that's also on you though, because you used to get your shit extra big for whatever. <laughs> D meals used to be like, man, let me get a. That was three twenty. I needed that shit extra big. May you may be right. I, but you used to always like, I get like my hoodies. I used to always get my hoodies in larges, and you'd be like. Let me get like a two or three X. I'd be like, <laughs> I don't think you that much bigger than me. I mean, you you was big, but you wasn't like I don't know. I do, hoodies and shit run large, I run big, so you be getting them bitches even bigger. But you know yourself better than I do. So, you know, I'm, I'm just happy to hear that that shit too big for you. Yes, sir. All right, man. 
uh, at the end of last episode, like an hour after we stopped recording, Giannis signed a Supermax contract. So we a little late to the party giving our reactions, but how you <laughs> I feeling? I like there wasn't much of a reaction to give. I mean, you think so? It, does it really change anything? Does it change the dynamic of that team? I think I, I think it changes a lot. Um, a security with the, with them, yeah. and now they ain't got to worry about those thirty seventh first round picks they gave for Drew Holiday. Um, the looming question or cloud over the team yeah. is not there anymore. That's big. That's the biggest one. Uh, right, because they were going to be asking him. It's going to be articles written. Where is, he's next? Where is he going next? And that's gone. And now he's there for at least a couple more years. You never really know how, how those things turn out. Um, and, and the fans could be happy. You know, y'all know we follow a lot of Bucks fans because Ryan does Pierre's thumbnails. Ryan is uh, sick. What up, boy? Bucks does my thumbnails. So, Bucks. you know. Tony Snail season. We got to get Tony Snail Snail season. It's a, it's a lot of Bucks fans that we follow. And my timeline that day was was drenched in, like, old takes of people quoting things. It's like, Giannis going to the Warriors. Like, oh, really, huh? Oh, really? So that that's really the main thing for me. Um, I've been seeing people trying to say that because Giannis signed a Supermax contract, He's not really thinking about winning a championship, which is fucking stupid. I don't, I don't really understand that. It's not like this team is a thirty-win team. This is a contending team, yeah. and either one, either one of these years, anything can happen where they're in the finals. Yeah, yeah. You know that's I mean, how it goes. you can definitely build a championship team with a supermax player. We saw with Portland, they gave Damian Lillard the supermax, and now they built that. They reconstructed that whole roster to where it looks like a legit team. You can't say that yet. Yeah, right. yeah. It looks like a legit <laughs> team, but. That's on paper, you you could definitely do some things where that team looks better. Relax. The Bucks, the Bucks Relax, will look though. better eventually if they have the right front office. Eventually, I think they look good now. Yeah, they look good now. But I'm just saying, like in the future, even when like Drew Holiday's contract is up and all that, they could still do things to improve that roster. Sure, sure can. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think so. Listen, I think Giannis did the right thing. It's what I would have did. Um, I don't know who I was talking to or what I was doing, but like. I, I have more respect for Giannis if he never wins one by staying here than if he left to join up with somebody to win one. And that's the thing about what KB was just saying about what people were saying. It, that like I hate it that it's like that. It's like if he did leave and he took it the easy way out, like Kevin Durant, they're on his ass. But when he stays loyal, which is what they criticize KD for not doing, now he doesn't want to win a championship. There's no there's no way for a guy like him to win. Like you know what I mean? So. Uh, to say he don't have winning on his mind is, is is stupid because that is a championship team. They're out east. He's a two-time MVP. Um, he may to have to take his game to a new height. I think it's going to be difficult because uh, his play style is unique and different, and he's not the most skilled guy. He's more, you know, like a freak, you know, pun intended. So Freak train. But they they did what they're supposed to do, and I think shout out to the Bucks. This is how you keep your guy. You do everything that you know you can do, and I think they did that. Uh, they brought in Drew. He knows that they had Bogdanovic. That ain't their fault. You know what I mean? That's just the Kings thing, and that's all you can ask for is that your team is trying to put the right pieces around you and be uh be as aggressive to win as you are. And I think the Bucks proved that um, this offseason. season. Mm-hmm. I, I pretty much thought was thinking like the same thing the whole time, which is like I, I really compared it to that Kevin Durant situation. And I mean, just personally for the game that Giannis has right now, I think you're, you're correct. Like, I think that the skill set he have, he's gonna need somebody who could be his quote unquote Kobe Bryant or whoever who's gonna take those shots for him. But I like the I like him staying and, and him gonna try to get over that hump by himself rather than him just you know going to another team and getting it that way. 
Yeah, yeah I, mean, I feel like a big question mark with them was their point guard play with Bledsoe, and I feel like Drew Holiday is definitely a significant upgrade at that PG spot. Yeah. Significant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what P said is, said is true. It's like a catch-22, right? You stay, and now people... The, the reason people are mad that he stayed at the end of the day, they wanted him to sign to their team. Let's so just put it yeah. out there. Warriors yeah. fans, Heat fans, Raptors fans, they wanted to see him come, and that just shows how good he is. But it is a catch-22. You stay here, and now the world worries if you care about winning or are you just about the money or you leave, and now the world call you a villain because you're ruining the league. It's just it's just very dumb. I, I, I said this in my video, but him re-signing long-term, if they let's say they do get a championship in this Supermax contract somewhere because, uh, again, they have the talent to, to do that. It would mean so much for the league and for these smaller market teams that they were able to draft the guy, build him to be an MVP player, sign him to a contract, to sign him to a second contract that's a super max contract, right? Like I, I can I put it on the scale of like OKC, right? OKC has fifteen hundred thousand picks over the next ten years. If they get the next Giannis, they get the next LeBron, they get the next KD throughout these drafts, people are gonna mimic it to what Giannis did, right? If you build the right team around him, you trust in this player, you do what he wants you to do, you can keep that player. Yeah. And we haven't had smaller markets have success there to the fullest extent, right? Okay, she's a prime example of that. They had three future MVPs on their roster, but due to some some ownership and things like that, they were never able to completely put it together to the fullest extent. And then they see their guy, Kevin Rango, sign somewhere else to a bigger market team in California. So... This is this is a, a W for the league in its entirety. I know Adam Silver's super happy about this because these smaller market teams will still have some buzz. And it's it's just cool. I'm I'm happy for him. Yeah. yeah, shout out to the smaller market teams, man, because I mean it's tough because you kinda on paper you're supposed to have the advantage to bring them back because you have them without a doubt for the first seven years. Mm. So all of the, the glamour and the lights of the big city. Like it, it should, it should be foreign. Like it shouldn't be uh, not foreign, but you have seven years to, to, to get this guy to make it his home. Like when you're somewhere for seven years and you're yeah. living there and you, you can it's kind of hard to leave. So, you know, you want to do everything you can for those seven years because off top, it's hard to leave. You, you know, if you have a family, your kids is going to school there for seven years, they now have relationships with some other kids that are their best friends. And, you know, you may have formed some relationships within the organization you know, you get routines and different things like that. So it's like when a player leaves, that means that that shit, like, like when Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City after all those years, all the relationships he built, that meant that he, he really wanted to leave that motherfucker because mm -hmm. he built the home, he built the name here. And that's why I, if I was Giannis, I would have done the same thing. He's going to be the greatest buck to ever play. If he if he doesn't get hurt, I know Oscar Robertson and Kareem. Kareem, Kareem. yeah, that's that's high. <laughs> He's on some. You got you got to win one for like to be. Giannis is. Not, I, mean, I think Kareem got. Two. They won one together. Oscar and him won okay. one. Okay. Okay. Um, with the Bucks, and then you know he went to L.A. Right. Just well, the way you know that's that's how things go. <laughs> While we're talking about people leaving the stand, but uh, Giannis can he can get there. He could. No, he has that type he of potential could. for sure. He could. Already so, a two-time MVP at the age defensive player of the year. Right. He's still young as hell. Even if he isn't the best buck, he'll get a statue, and that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. If I can get a statue somewhere, and 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 for the rest of my life, Milwaukee is going to be a place where I'm good money. I can go eat free here. Yeah. I'm treated like a king. He fucking can run for governor later. Like, that's that's a very good point because one of the the top comments on my video was. Um, this is not all basketball related. 
right? Like, like the fans in Milwaukee wanted him to stay, of course, because on the court he's an MVP, but he means so much from the city. As basically, you got to think about it, he was fresh off off of a plane from Greece and was straight to Milwaukee, and you know he he helped build what they have in Milwaukee right now. So it was more, it was also about the community. It was a lot of things that wasn't just like okay. I need somebody to put the ball in the basket for us. So it's cool. Let's let's transition this to talk about the Bucks since we are in this this uh topic. Shout out to be honest too about the community. He was one of those voices when the Black Lives Matter thing and you know Milwaukee had some things going on over there. Uh he was one of the people that would remember when people was like, Man, this may make him leave. Right. <laughs> and then he had then he went on that meeting, was like um, I want my kids to walk around Milwaukee and not feel a certain way or something like that. And people are like, oh, he's signing it, he's signing it. And he did. But okay, so what we're doing in today's video, talking about the Eastern Conference preview, I have projected records and all of these things for 538 now. And the reason I'm using 538 because I think it's a useful place. Because, but, and they also say some crazy stuff and have some crazy predictions. So that's why I'm also using it. So let's start off with the Bucks. They're projected to be 46 and 36 99% chance to make the playoffs, 22% chance to make the finals, and 11% chance to win the finals. So right now they are projected to be the second best team in the East according to 538. Uh, Brooklyn, I'm guessing. Incorrect. We're gonna we gonna talk about what team that is, but it's not it ain't Brooklyn, believe it or not. Um how does how does that record feel to y'all? 46 and 26. 26? It feels like 26 is a a little bit too many high for low. I feel like this can be a near 50-win team again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can obviously see them be like, you know, it's just a regular season. We know our job is for the postseason. We're going to do our thing in the regular season. We can take a step back, let our young guys play some, you know, some more. But they they probably going to beat a lot of these teams, especially because they're not going to be traveling to the West a lot. Right. You know, a lot of these teams are going to be the East. Same thing with a lot of these other uh, powerhouses in the East. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be similar to like last year. They didn't have to play Giannis heavy minutes because they were blowing teams out by the third quarter. So, mm-hmm. I feel like that team could still do the same thing um, this year. And it's just postseason. What can they do? Can they make noise? Can they not look like a – can they be the heavy favorite and keep it up? So, like, that's that's their issue. What I'm hoping for is even if they do run through these teams, um, that they, number one, don't put too much emphasis on it for themselves. Like, I think 46 is cool for them. If they have the second seed at 46, that's fine. I don't think they need to break their necks to get a 50-win season. We know – um, that don't mean much. They've done it <laughs> a few times already, and it don't mean nothing to us. So right. I, what I'm hoping is that if they are blowing out teams or whatever, is that they experiment more, like play Giannis a little bit more and try new things. So when the playoffs come, you have some type of experience. doing. I feel like they always run into the wall, and it's like, what do we do now? Like, oh, we got to try. And it's like, use that to, like, experiment. Like, some nights run – Drew Holly is a shooting guard and let DiVincenzo be your point guard. Try some lineups with uh, DJ Wilson and gain some some confidence with him. So we, you know when playoffs come, you can't trust him or you can. I just feel like they always have, like, some issues that they kind of aren't prepared for because they do beat up teams so much. Well, yeah. last year I felt like their issue was they played, like, they tried in the playoffs, they tried to play their minutes like it was a regular season. Like, he wouldn't play Giannis heavy minutes or Chris Middleton heavy minutes. So like that was I felt I, like I can I can agree with that I think a lot a lot of the things that fell short for them, um, of course it's on the players too but a lot of the coaching things right um, exactly what P just said they they didn't adjust to the teams that were adjusted to them 
right? Eric Spolster was making these quick change moves and Coach Bud couldn't keep up was one. And two, D. Mills, like you said, they weren't playing their starters more than 30 minutes in the playoffs. This is game seven, and Giannis should be on the floor for 40 minutes at least. Like, in the elimination game, he should be on the floor for 40 minutes at least, and he just didn't do that. And uh, people are, are guessing that this year they will because they, they aren't as deep this year as they were last year. You know, they lost some pieces. They gave some things up. So they're hoping that Coach Bud can change out of his old ways and allow them to flourish more than the 30, 35 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, weird. at least. That was weird yeah. to see. Another, was- another thing that I just feel like is kind of bad, or at least just like the the one of the wor- worst things going for them is just – along with them just blowing out teams, they never get that, like, late-game situations that much. And when they do, it's, like, always a miraculous shot by, like, freaking Chris Middleton or something like that. But, you know, in the playoffs, it's not going to be always blowouts. It's going to be them close games where it might be a close game for the rest of the fourth quarter, and you're going to need to be able to, like, you know, um, perform all the way down the stretch. No, I agree. I think, though, I think we overlook those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the average fan or viewers, like we overlook those late game situations that you can learn from. That's why, like in college basketball, mm-hmm. as a like I always say, like if I was a coach, I I would want to lose, so we can learn how to deal with that and deal with adversity. Because you have teams. We were fans of that that Illinois team growing up. I don't know if y'all remember, but Illinois had that long run where they went undefeated for a long time, and Coach Cowles had it. It's like you go into the tournament undefeated. You don't know what it is to have any type of, uh, uh, what do they call it? Like adversity. Adversity. You don't know how to man, how to handle being up one or being down one. With so those things in the regular season help you, like Mike, Mike just said. Um, I'm trying to – I just pulled up to see what their projected lineup is going to be, and it looks like it's going to be Drew, DiVincenzo, Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke. Mm-hmm. And then oh. off the bench, they got Augustine, Forbes, Connaughton, Craig, Bobby Portis. I would hope that they close out a lot of games with Giannis at the five. Because DJ Augustine is a good late game player. No, you know, I, I would want him in the lineup. No, he I think he's a a really good pickup for them. Like he's probably not, you know, the best option out there in terms of like point guards, but he's a dude that's been pretty consistent for his career. Right. Yeah. He, he's a dude that can get his own shot, you know, distribute the ball and also just hit those kind of big time shots. And so, he's I smart. Was, he's smart with the ball, yeah. and that's important for him. We seen him win a playoff game damn it by himself a couple of years ago. Facts. I like Bobby Portis pick up too because I always felt like they have the shooting big at Brook, and then they never had another one. So when Brook comes out, they play a whole different brand of basketball. Mm-hmm. Bobby Portis can kind of shoot it too. Maybe not as good as Brook, but you can still kind of play the similar game. But I agree, KB. I think that's Giannis's future is to be a five mm-hmm. in certain parts of the game. Maybe not throughout the whole game. But through certain stretches, he has to be your center. He just has yeah. to. For sure. For sure. That's good Bucks talk. I want to do this kind of like a snake, where we start off with a really good team, then we go to the bottom and work our way. So, projected to have the worst record in the Eastern Conference, Detroit Pistons, 18-54, and 54, 1% chance of making the playoffs, and 0% chance to do anything other than that. <laughs> um, but even even though there's a team that's going in the rebuild, obviously, there are still some fun pieces on this team that will make them watchable. Yep. Um, to, for it to be fun. I mean, Derrick Rose is a fun player to watch. Blake Griffin, when he's healthy, is a really good player. And then they already announced that they're giving the keys to Killian Hayes. There are some things to be excited about as a Detroit Pistons fan. I think this offseason is just really weird with their signings. Um, but I think draft-wise, they did pretty solid. And then bringing back the vets, can't really complain about it. I low-key like this team. Like, <laughs> if I was a Pistons team, if I was a Pistons fan, I would be kind of excited like you just said, you get this new fresh point guard. You handed him the keys. 
Blake Griffin, when healthy, is exciting to watch and is a difference maker. Um, that's the biggest thing for them. Is Blake Griffin playing 18 games or is he playing 70, 70 or 67 games? Because if he's playing 67 to 68 games, they might can be a playoff team. Um, then I look at the weird signings, right? And I like they don't make sense, but then they do make sense. Like I can see Jeremy Grant being traded, maybe not this year, like, but like he's always going to have some value for a contending team. Same thing with Mason Plumley, Derrick Rose, Blake Griffin himself. But I like I like the other pieces. Like Speed Mikhailuk, I think he is like legit. I think he is out of this world with the shooting. And I like the way that they're letting him like let it fly. Uh Seku, I want to see what he's going to be up to. Um, I like some pieces of his team. Sadiq Bay, they had a really nice draft, in my opinion. But um, obviously, they're not going to do nothing too crazy. But yeah. the last time we seen fully healthy Blake Griffin, he was all NBA. That's why yeah. I threw the playoff word, because if you're getting that, and I know what Derrick Rose can do, you know, that they can sneak in. The East is, the East is so beautiful because – you always have a chance in the East, like as an eighth team or something like. So you only need to be the tenth seed to make have really have a chance oh, for the playoffs. Yeah, that's what we on this year. Yeah. yeah, and like for example, they wouldn't be a team that I would want to play in that type of scenario because through the regular season they might not be able to beat you down, but like to go against Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose on any given day, they can give they can turn back the clock and be like the former All Star uh, selves and and beat you so. No, yeah, I, I kind, I, I like that team a little bit too, and that, I, it gives me like, I, I wonder like it's really good. Huh? Everybody played for the Lakers. That's so fucking crazy. My bad to cut you off. No, but I was gonna say like that Detroit Pistons. It, I, I'm hoping that it goes around where they really just buy into like you know what? Let's just kind of throw this season away. Let's let's trade away Derrick Rose. Let's you know go that route and just go with the young bucks. But if they do win games and Blake Griffin is healthy, I feel like they could be one of them teams that's trying to battle that out. Like they, are, you know, Jeremy Grant is also going to be a real solid player for them too. So you they, high on him? Yeah, they Sadiq Bay too. I, I'm believing in him. He's going to have a good year. So I think that, you know, if all things work out, they could have like probably a better season than most people thinking. Yeah, I think their big thing is just player development. Uh, Seiko looked real good the other day. Uh, he had a real good game. Uh, I feel like just. Blow it up. Get rid of Derrick Rose. Try to find something for Blake if any teams want him. I know that contract's kind of big, so the money thing might not work. But I feel like that's the best route to go. Uh, just give all your young guys the keys. Killian Hayes needs a development. I know you got Derrick Rose that'll kind of mentor him, but let him just go out there and learn from his mistakes. Uh, Coaches that'll yeah. help him teach him and everything so he can learn. On the real, you could low-key – Depending on how it goes, though, I feel like Blake Griffin, if you, you trade away Derrick Rose because, you know, you obviously got Killian Hayes, but Blake Griffin, I feel like Killian Hayes could grow alongside Blake Griffin development-wise. Like, Blake Griffin is a very good power. Like, people are underestimating Blake Griffin. I think, I think in the dream scenario for them, Blake plays really well. Derrick Rose continues what he's done, mm -hmm. and then they trade them both, right, while their value is high. Because yeah. last season, Blake Griffin didn't have any value because he couldn't stay healthy. But we right. saw, like P said, when he was healthy, he was an all-NBA player. So the, I think if he's playing an all-NBA level again, motherfuckers don't care about no contract. If yeah. he, we can trade for him and he can help us win a championship, we, we don't care about what the contract looks like. And I think it's only this year and next year left on the contract, too. So it's not even like it's super lengthy either. Um, Blake Griffin would be a guy that should be in conversations like a month into the season. Yeah, contending teams will definitely take that gamble immediately. Yeah. What opens up doors for him now for a possibility of a trade for Blake Griffin? The fact that Giannis is off the table, the 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 unrealistic chance of 
we gotta not do nothing so we can hold money for Giannis is now off the table right. for a lot of teams mm-hmm. that have would have been reluctant, like a Dallas. I could see Blake on a Dallas Maverick team if need be, because they they were looking at Giannis. You're not probably gonna get him now. I could see Blake in a few spots. Um, but I agree, Mike. Hey, Blake Griffin is a is a is a very talented, fun to watch basketball player when he is healthy. He is. He, when he, when he is healthy, he is must see TV in my yeah. opinion. Pistons you know, fans better be happy, bro. Because yeah. if things go bad, we probably don't talk about the Pistons at all this season. If they're as bad as they could be, we don't yeah. talk about them. So so take advantage of us having this conversation right now. Because the only way we talk about them is if Killian Hayes is dogging. It's just funny that you, when I did my, my series that I'm doing with them now, the same thing you said is what I said to start the video. We're going to play the first half of the season and kit and cater to Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin to get the value up so ship they ass out. <laughs> and I bet that that's what they try to do. Derrick Rose is getting traded regardless. One yeah, last yeah, year of his deal, seven million. I hate to say it, but he's going to a contending team for a first round pick. I, lo- I love to hear that. Cause ain't, ain't no reason he should still be Philadelphia. Pick up the phone, baby. All right, let's go back <laughs> to the top of the East. The team that's projected to be the best team in the East. Is the Celtics a little surprising? So they, they are projected to have the same record as the Bucks, but be the higher seed uh, through like the tiebreakers and stuff. Forty six and twenty six, um, with a twenty seven percent chance of making the finals and a fourteen percent chance of winning the finals. Um, I thought that was surprising because though I do think that the Celtics are a really good team, I think they're lacking in some places that they need to fix. Um, and I'm not even going to focus on the five position. I think Daniel Tice is fine. I think Tristan Thompson is fine. I'm focused on, like, hypothetically, God forbid, somebody goes down and they're starting five, starting six players. They don't have much after that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can. Are you going to rely on year two Romeo Lankford? Hopefully he takes a jump. You rely on the Pritchard kid who looked good in, in preseason. They just don't have a lot. And they already starting off with an injury in Kemba Walker. So I like this team. I don't know if I like them to be say that they're the favorite to win the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I feel like depth is one of those things that get you through the Eastern Conference. Especially and, in this season. Depth yeah. is the most important thing you can have right now. Yeah, I know. The Bucks, the Nets, they're all deeper teams than them. And then when you look at that roster, it's kind of like you need Jalen Brown and um, Jason Tatum to take they both got to be all-stars this year in yep. order for them to be, like, legit. You can't have one of them be an all-star playing like an all-star. They both have to be all-stars this year. And that's not even that's not too far-fetched because if we remember uh, going into the, the off-season or the, the uh, all-star weekend, both of them were in conversations. Yeah. Jason Tatum, the one that hit, and then after he hit that big old jump, he was averaging 30. But Jalen Brown was in conversation. So it's that's not crazy to Brown, think that they can. Because there was questions mostly for me if he should have got that money. Mm-hmm. And he did shut the fuck up. He, uh an all-star borderline um i agree with everything Derek just said uh i don't even uh i have i have a, a hot take kimball walker not starting the season you said right right they probably gonna play some great ass basketball without him and because that's just the celtic way bro they stack the they they, they get like a nice ass team somebody goes down and they say and they play better without his ass and now it's just a bunch of questions circling around like did we ever need Kemba? Marcus yeah. Smart is doing fine at the point guard position. And it's just it just seems like it's always that for their, their, their team. Um, but yeah, even at full strength, I just don't see them having enough, um, mm-hmm. which I don't think is a bad thing. I don't think they're far away. I, I really think they're like a Miles Turner away. I just don't think Tristan Thompson is a difference maker. You know what I mean? He's fine, like you said, but he's not a difference maker to where I look at them different. Uh, it's like what Derek said. 
I, I fuck all stars. I think both Tatum and Brown have to take another jump for them to be yeah. that type of team. And it's not far fetched, but it's a lot to ask for after they just took a jump. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's just ironic hearing you talk about their depth KB because Danny Ainge, like, was you was using those picks as his prior possessions and they didn't turn out to be shit. He's so yeah. stingy to trade him and give him up and they don't turn out. They're like, yeah. not that Romeo length for ain't shit, but like in the complete picture for the Celtics, he's not really much that we can no, count sure. on or even consider him. Uh, Robert Williams hasn't really been a rotational piece. Mm-hmm. Who else did they get? Grant I mean, Williams. I tell, everything that you need to know about their center position and Robert Williams is that they signed another center. So they right. don't believe that Robert Williams is about to take a big jump because mm-hmm. they wouldn't have brought in Tristan Thompson if that was the case. Long right. story short, all those draft picks are not really part of the rotation that they were mm-hmm. holding on as prized possessions, and they should have traded them. Right, because, I mean, the way – that's been something I, I've been thinking about is just, like, why? You know, because you, you already have two stars. You have two players that you picked that turned out to be, you know, you know stars in this league, and now, like, you're just holding on to these picks that they ended up just being, like, bench rotation players like even if they do come in for the regular season they have a good game when it comes down to playoff times you're gonna be like oh should I really throw Romeo Langford out there when we need him or should I throw Grant Williams out there like you need players that are going to be consistent veterans on your team alongside the stars you already have you know forget that that young movement yeah I mean again it's it's hard for us to not talk about this season for the Celtics and not think about the lack of sign and trade for Gordon Hayward and what that could have been because at the end of the day, they're starting the season with two less starters than they had last year. One of them will be back. We don't know to what capacity, but the other one is long gone. And, yeah. and that means something. Again, this is a team that last couple years, the one thing they could definitely pride themselves on was the depth. If yeah. one of our starters go out, we got somebody that can fill it and just be be cool. They don't have that anymore. And what so, they get back for Gordon Hayward? Not a damn I, thing. I think that's, that's going to come back and bite them in the ass. I feel like they really going to miss more, more draft picks. <laughs> Because uh, the the Celtics are too good now. Like they're not getting the third or fourth pick that they had to get Tatum and mm-hmm. Brown and like those days are gone. Now you're getting Aaron Naismith and you got to hope that he can steal time from a Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and, and and Tatum, which is a that's a hard job. That's a hard thing to ask of Aaron Naismith. Hey, yeah, welcome to the Celtics. You got to take minutes from Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, baby. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's tough to tell year one, year two players to be on a contender team and contribute. It's just hard. Yeah. You won't get to see their full potential at all. It's, yeah, when your best players are at their position. Yeah. Right. And the fact that that's – it ain't like he was a center. It ain't like this is fucking – Xavier Tillman. Um, hey, maybe they surprise us though. We, you never really know until the season. The door, open. the door is open. Yeah, Tatum is an MVP candidate and shit. Like, yeah, something we can't we can't see. So the next team from the bottom is the Cavaliers, twenty-two and fifty, five percent chance of making the playoffs, no chance of winning it or making it to the finals. Um, they got their ass rocked last night, right? Oh, At yeah, one point, they, they were down to like fifty. That's rough. And they were pretty much – Drummond didn't play. I don't know if Kevin Love played, but their guards were there. Um, Jetty was there. They couldn't defend anything. <laughs> they didn't stop anything. And that's the, that's the big thing, right, with their guards. Yeah. They're going to struggle to guard. I think statistically – and I'm, I was trying to look it up before we even Worst got here. Worst last year? What you say? Worst defending backcourt last year? Not even just that. Colin Sexton – not Colin Sexton. Uh, Darius Garland – was the worst defensive player in the entire NBA last season. 
wasn't he also like one of the worst players in the league, like statistically? Like, wasn't he down? He there? did not have a good rookie season. He's yeah. gonna be much better this year. He, yes, I, I, I would hope so. Cause yeah, yes, he was the worst defensive player in the league last year. The that's league, a terrible. That, that's player, that's like he had to play at least a thousand minutes. So we ain't talking about into the bench rotation, but like players that got quality minutes in the league. He was dead ass last. That's fucked up. That's crazy. No, that's a terrible like. If I'm the lead, defender than you, that's fucked up. No, man, I was like, that's my goal. Is I can't be a worse defender than Trey Young, bro. I can't be. He's <laughs> like barely six foot. Like this guy's eight. barely six foot. Honestly, yeah. was yeah. he six one? That means guards are coming in now. Just looking. But he at also top. not giving other teams thirty and ten on the other mm-hmm. night too. Facts. True. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What is this averaging? Eleven points or some shit? Thirteen at most. Let's see. Darius Garland. I mean, it wasn't a great rookie season. And, and he was a huge question mark coming into it because I didn't get to see him in college because he only played like five games or something. Yeah. Um, he averaged 12 and four assists, 40% from the field, 35% from three, and 80, 87% from the free throw line. Yeah, I think he'll have a much better year just because, I mean, he can only go up from here. But um, so is, 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 is they saying that they're projected to be better than the Pistons? They are projected to be better than That's the Pistons. Bullshit. Sure. Give me the Pistons. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Drummond said he went to defensive player of the year. So, hey, when we played them first, Drummond, Drummond looked different. I will say. I mean, he was taking threes, which I hate <laughs> that part of his game where he just tries to just do shit. That he has like a Hassan Whiteside mindset at times. But when he was in the paint, he was a beast. Mitchell Robinson couldn't do nothing with him. He had him in foul trouble immediately. He was just dominating down there. So, and. Garland was doing Derek's favorite word. What's your favorite word, D Mills? I don't know. Foods, uh, spoon feeding him. Oh, spoon feeding. <laughs> you know, um, I, I like their little team over there. As far as Garland having an extra step, we didn't get to see Kevin Porter Jr. I didn't really see Kevin Love. If he did play, it wasn't. I think much, he played though. the first one. Yeah, I think he only played the first game so far. Dante Exum had a twenty-point game. He did. Season, so. Mm-hmm. It, this is a season about growth for them. Isaac Okoro has looked good in the preseason games yeah. he's played, so it's just about growth. I don't have much to say about them other than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get to the top again. The projected three seed with a record of 45-27, and 27, so just one game behind the one and two seed, the Philadelphia 76ers. 97% chance of making the playoffs, 23% chance of making the finals, and a 12% chance of winning. And this just changed on the fly, by the way. They just whipped up to the two. And the Bucks are the three now. Literally, since we started the episode, it just went up like that. So uh, <laughs> now they are the second highest chances of making the finals in the Eastern Conference. I mean, a trade we don't know about. I don't know. Let me check the phone. No trades. The 76ers acquired James Harden for Tobias. Yeah, we're going to have to say forget the Eastern Conference preview. <laughs> we got to transition just to talk about that. But Tobias Harris and oh my God. Hilton and. Zaire Smith. What get would y'all the, do? Get in the conference, bro. Get in the conference. Yeah. I like that team, though. Um, I was talking to, to somebody yesterday, last night, about, like, all they need, all they kind of really lack is that guy at the end of the shot clock type hit a shot. So, I mean, they're pretty complete. I think they could be a team that could be looking to add a Derrick Rose at the deadline um, or a Derrick Rose type player. I like them, though. I think this is the best team they've put around Joel and Ben Simmons besides the couple months we've seen with Jimmy Butler, Reddick, and, ba- and Tobias. This mm-hmm. is like it. Seth Curry with the shooting. Danny Green, veteran leadership, defense, and shooting. Um, 
Danny Green gonna have to make some damn shots. I tell you that though. This ain't right. he gonna make he gonna make it with Ben Simmons, bro. He gonna you make it with so? Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. You think that Dime is a real thing? If it's, you're talking about Dimer, LeBron's definitely got Dimer. I right. So if he weren't making it for LeBron, <laughs> hey, what if it was the bubble? Mm. Bro, backdrop. Yeah, he needs the the stands. Uh, even with him being a streaky shooter, he's such a good player for for this team. He's a winning player. He's yeah, a winning player that. too. Even with them struggling to shoot, teams aren't going to really help off of him. They know exactly what he can do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I like the scene. They got Tyrese Maxey off the bench. He's a good guy to just come in and score. They just, they got Terrence Ferguson, too. So, like, their whole roster just constructed beautifully for that team. I I have – the only thing I would say is similar to the Celtics where they don't have a lot of depth. Um, barring the injury or virus contraction, they're going to be in a weird situation because – well, off the bench, to, I don't know who started in between Matisse, Steph Curry, and and Danny Green. One of them would be coming off the bench. Oh, Danny Green probably. Is probably start. Danny Green, right? So one of them come off the bench. They'll still have Dwight Howard off the bench. They'll, is Shake a starter? No, Shake is probably coming Wait, off the bench. Two of them starting, right? Seth and Danny will probably. Seth start. and Danny. Seth and Danny. So that, then we have Shake Milton, Matisse Thybulle, and Dwight Howard off the bench that you like probably trust, right? Then after that, it's just. For kind of cork miles, sometimes he's good. Most of the time, he's not. He's a solid shooter. I, I think he's decent when... Uh, I, I'm going to say this. I think that no matter what, for this Philly team, no matter what the roster, I think as long as you're still having, like, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid as your top players, they're still going to have to be the ones that get over, that, that, that get you over the hump. Like, yeah. even if it's not the... Even if it's not the, the jump shot from Ben Simmons, like we still need to see that consistency from them in terms of like, is Ben Simmons coming to play tonight or is he coming to play, you know, every other night? Is Joel Embiid going to be I there? Hear you, but the problem that's always been with that is that they didn't have the proper pieces to complement them to get over the hump. Joel Embiid can't be Joel Embiid if you got him out there with guys who aren't giving him the space to respect. Mm-hmm. You know, we know Ben Simmons is looking to make others better. If he doesn't have anybody out there to make better, then, you know what I mean? Like yeah. them on the floor with Al Horford does not allow them to reach their fullest potential. Mm-hmm. So um, I think you have to talk about their, their teammates because their teammates dictate how they're going to be able to play, um, which is like a lot of players. You know what I mean? Which is why teams like the Lakers make sure that they go get specific players for LeBron and Anthony Davis because they're going to be key to how we play. We can't have LeBron on the floor uh, with a lack of spacing. You just can't. It's not. It's not going to allow him to be LeBron James. So um, that's why it's just so crazy. It's not rocket science, right? Like the fact that they signed Al Horford is still so fucking crazy because yeah. put shooting around him. Right. I guess they looked at Al Horford though. He would be a shooting big. Mm-hmm. I, I think they looked at Al Horford. It was like, man, he wanted the few people that has actually stopped Joel. Now we ain't got to worry about him no more. Bro, they gave him. They could have got like two, three shooters with the money they gave man. Al Horford. Another thing that kind of scares me about this team is that I feel like once we get to the playoff time, it's going to be heavily relied on Tobias Harris to be very good. And we don't know how if Tobias Harris can be very good. We know he can be good, but we don't know if he can be very good. Because if we need a bucket, okay, we give it to Joel, but after that, who do we give it to? Is it, It's Tobias. That's it. To create your own shot, it's Tobias. Because Seth Curry, he he's not even on J.J. Reddick's level of playmaking or pick-and-roll player. Danny Green's not that either. So it would be Tobias Harris creating Don't a lot of offense. I know he, he's he's just not as good as I would want him to be. He's not going to match with J.J. Reddick production. Now, if he does, I'd be super surprised. But I don't know if he will. I just don't know if he will. That boy, J.J., him, the dribble handoffs between J.J. and Joel Embiid was beautiful. 
And that was no, a big part yeah, of it. He won't ever match that, but I think he gives them another dynamic because I would prefer him in the pick and roll than JJ Reddick as far as uh ball handling, PNRs. Keep keep talking about the seventy sixers. I'll be right back. He'll be he'll be a little bit more effective, in my opinion, with the ball. I think uh Seth Curry is underrated. Yeah. Definitely not, you know, not saying he's JJ Reddick, but as far as having the ball in his hands to create for himself, he's the better. I think yeah, especially like these last, these last two years, he's been really good, especially with the Blazers and the Dallas Mavericks. Those two years, they, he was really good off the bench for them. I think that alongside Ben Simmons, he's almost everything that Ben, besides like playmaking, obviously, like we know Ben Simmons can playmate, but he's, you know, a smaller guard, can't really defend, but, but he can shoot his ass off, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to be the dude that actually do look to come off those pick and rolls and, and shoot those jumpers off. I think he he just works alongside Ben Simmons, you know. So I want to show y'all this before we get to the next team. Somebody sent this to my P.O. box, right? Right? Sports Center hat? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, bro. (laughs) What? How are you out of the loop? When I saw SD, the first thing that came. You're a walking meme, brother. He said Sports Center hat? You saw out of the This this stands for Steph Steph Curry. But before before your angle... You could see the Under Armour part too. I, didn't even see that. I just saw SC and I just sports center came to my mind. Right. So it is it is a Steph and Curry hat. And I opened this in my P.O. Box video and I was like, oh, did somebody send me a signed Steph and Curry hat? It's Seth Curry. It's Seth Curry. <laughs> Seth Curry. <laughs> and then oh the, my gosh. You the, cry- note, the note says, I'm sorry, it's Seth and not Steph. I'm like, man. Uh, but Damn. I was saying, like, you don't have to be sorry. Steph Curry's still good. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, he ain't on level of his brother, but. Their projected lineup is being Seth, Danny, Tobias, Joel. I like that lineup. It's a good team. It's a good lineup. That's a good lineup. All right, let's go back to the bottom where we talk about the New York Knicks projected to win 23 games, 23 and 49, 5% chance of making the playoffs, 0% chance of making the finals, or winning the finals. They could give us a 0.1. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this Knicks team. Um, I want them to go all to the youth movement. Um, I don't know if that's a typical thing to do. Like, the, the few games I've watched a preseason of them, like Nerlens Noel was starting over Mitchell Robinson. Um, Alfred Payton is starting, but I don't know who else was starting. I know Quickly had a good-ass game the other day, but yeah. but I, I think uh, one of their games, uh, well, it, it's also always just preseason, so you can never really just, like, gauge it off that but i they had one game where i think they won and they closed it out with their young guys like over the last couple like well, five or so minutes or, or, or so so i mean maybe maybe they do that in the regular season but it's just hard when you got you know a couple of vets on your team you're gonna play them the only problem is the vets aren't really good either though that's <laughs> why i was like just just let the young guys play it's not like, like your vets are good Players yeah, like I don't Julius see why Cardinals know well over Mitch Robinson this season. Players like Julius Randle do not help your team, like, help your youth at all. Like, yeah, he's no. probably just getting his out there. Yeah, that's that's what Julius Randle does. He's like, I'm going to give me 20. I'm going to give me 10 rebounds. And that's it. I don't, I'm not going to help defensively. I think somebody put, like, a whole thread of tweets of Julius Randle being a terrible help defender, and it was all from, like, two games. And it was like, I didn't even think it was that bad, but it's, like, terrible, terrible. Um... I would rather them just go like even I think it was last was that last night's game is building together where like Kevin Knox came off the bench hit six threes or something like that just let the young guys play, but it's not it's not a typical thing to do so I doubt it'll happen. Yeah, that was my biggest question, Mark. Uh, somebody had me on a podcast to talk about, it, and I was like, you know, Thibodeau is just not, you know, are we trusting Thibodeau to be a part of our youth movement and to not want to win <laughs> games? It's 
unrealistic. But what I did say is, luckily, he don't have shit to work with. We all the point guards that were available, they're gone. They all been traded, so he he's gonna have to deal with this. Ain't no way he can chef this up to be a winning team, in my opinion. If he does, shit, he deserves the coach of the year award. Yeah, that's just <laughs> There's nothing he's gonna be able to cook up. So hopefully, he just starts to realize this is gonna be a process, and I'm just gonna have to teach so we can get better next year. Um, because yeah, like starting Nerlens Noel's over. Mitchell Robinson doesn't make you a playoff team. Playing right. Austin Rivers 30 minutes and not playing uh, Emmanuel quickly probably doesn't make you a playoff team. So we don't have the talent to where it's like we're going to make the playoffs uh, by he, playing these older vets. Like Even with the older vets, I mean, it's just like I, if you were going to have older vets, at least have them cater to what your young guys need, right? Like RJ is a is a slasher, right? He's not a shooter, but he can't fucking slash if Alfred Payton is on the court with him with Julius Randle and Nerlens Noel. That doesn't give him any room to operate at all. Okay. So. I mean, the, 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 the chance of trading Julius Randle will be out there all season, so hopefully that happens because Obi Toppin needs minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully Emmanuel quickly can get an opportunity based off what he did these last two games in the preseason because what do you got to lose? Right. But I, I'm trying to think because – I don't think Julius Randle's not a starting like center in this league. I think I think we're probably like a role. They, what, what do y'all think his value is now? Back I think he, off the bench because yeah. he's pretty, he's pretty productive for what he does, but it's just like it, he could be better in a lot of other areas. If Houston could have had him last year at their center mm-hmm. and not Julius I mean, I mean PJ Tucker, they would have been a little bit better. I could see him playing that role off the bench with somebody, but mm-hmm. Julius Randle don't look at himself as an off the bench person. Besides the one year he was when. New Orleans, and that was his best year. I mean, he was yeah. right now. He's right alongside AD. So I mean, yeah. you, I, no, I mean, but AD wasn't playing those games. Remember, yeah, like that, the end of the season. Yeah. But he, yeah, I remember he was even hitting threes that season. Like, yes, he, yes, that was somewhat his, consistently. That was yeah. Mm-hmm. I think most of his value would be a a bench player. Yeah. Because um, I think in in spurts he can be valuable, but when he's playing thirty mm-hmm. minutes a game. Montrez Hero like yeah, but my, I think I would give Montrez a little upper hand on that one because Montrez don't. I, I, yeah, I don't think Montrez falling asleep defensively like Julius Randle. Uh, I mean, I'm, yeah. like I say, it's hard to hold him accountable because it's the fucking Knicks and some of those. I mean, we're we're we're, we're going to win our twelfth game. Is he that bad defensively with the Lakers, Mike? He only Maybe. played as much with the Lakers. Yeah, man, broke his leg like the first game. It's not like we were really, like competing enough to win him. We was, you know, same thing. We was getting our youth movement going. Like, some of these numbers from when he was with the Pelicans is crazy. Man had a 45-6-11 and 11 game, but the team lost by 12. Um, <laughs> just, just stuff like was that. Was his like, plus-minus out the roof or something, or was it just His, like... his personal plus-minus this game was a minus-9. <laughs> so, just when, when Anthony Davis sat out, he went on a streak where he was putting up 30s and 30s and 30s. And 30s and and I we signed him, and I was like, shit, he might low key be an all star. I think we did a top power forward <laughs> listing, and you had him at like number five or maybe six or something like that. I definitely, I no, I think, I think we both, I, we were in that same boat. I think we did have him like he was at the back end, though. He's like oh, nine or 10 or something. Okay. Yeah, five or six. That ain't the no, back. I, I, I swear. People hey. find those receipts. That's all I was gonna say. All you gotta do is say somebody pull it up. I think it. I think you had him like six, but I could be tripping. Um, all right, that's enough Knicks talk. Let's go back to the top. We talk about the Raptors projected to be the fourth team at forty-two and thirty. Damn. So the Nets just don't exist. 
Hey, that's why I use 538, man. It's it's an interesting place. 90% chance to make the playoffs, 10% chance to make the finals, 4% chance of winning it all. I go first with this team. Um, obviously, this team is good. I mean, th th I think that losing their two centers like they did will hurt. Um, luckily, they brought in like Aaron Baines, who's good. He don't match what Serge was going to give you. He don't match what Marcus Gasol's given you over the past couple of years. It's like a, a really elite defender and then um, good playmaker, good shot. Like, Baines is cool. But they're going to miss that dramatically. I, I think that they, even with losing those two centers, they can walk out of free agency and say, yes, we won, because they were able to bring back Fred. And yeah. for, for me, that has seemed like a real possibility. I, I was 100% sure he was signing somewhere else. So they walked back into it with that. OJ Ananobi, another year under this belt, and he was looking really good last time we saw him. Um, and, and I think we're, honestly, I would not be surprised if we get to around the trade deadline and Cal Lowry's name is in some trade talks. Yeah. I just wouldn't be surprised. On the last year, right? $34 million? Yeah. Last year, um, older. They just re-signed Freddie. He can be valuable to a team that's really competing or or vice versa. Malachi Flynn is going to push into the Freddie role. Mm -hmm. um, and they're going to trade Kyle Lowry or Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin. And uh, Kyle Lowry is going to spend his last year. I'm just joking. <laughs> But like when I think about his thirty-four million, it's like, what could you do with it? it has yeah, to be it's, it, it is rough. It is Mike rough. Conley. Um, I, I think with losing Serge and Mark, they still gonna be a, a, a hell of a defensive team, though. So I think yes. that's gonna kind of you know still, especially with OG. We know Fred and Kyle are defending, and then Pascal. They still gonna be a hell of a defensive team, and then we know in the regular season, they they just know how to win. You know, they Every still have winning players on the team. And I sim, Kawhi goes back. Every time. Every <laughs> time he goes back. Because that's have some money. He realized what he missed. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Um, yeah, they're gonna have some money. So I think there's a team that's I'm not saying hit the rebuild because they already have good players, but like maybe take a step back and get more people that fit the timeline of Pascal and Freddie. Mm -hmm. Retool. Retool is the yeah. perfect word for it. Where you can still be competitive every single night, still make the playoffs, mm -hmm. but just try to take a little hint on because I think Lowry. even at that, even if they did take a step back, I could still see them with the team that they have like that. They could still hover like eight, seven seed, like and still be you know in the in the mix. So. And I'm, I'm, I feel like they could definitely probably get an offensive jump from OG on and over. We know what he brings offensively, but if he can start being more productive offensively, that team's dangerous, especially for Finn and with Pascal. If he can keep up playing at that All Star level, shout out to my dangerous. boy Rabel. He's in our he's in our he's in our league. He's a big time Raptors fan, and I just seen him say, "Like man, my hopes of OG being that most improved player, I ain't got it no more." Cause he, the shot attempts just ain't there, and he's not aggressive enough to go get him on his own. So he could be one of those players that we look back on, like man, if he just had a little bit more drive to to shoot it. I mean, like, cause when he does shoot it, that motherfucker be going in. Let's you, you basically want to take. A piece of Norman Powell's brain and put it in his. Norman Powell is getting his up. Yeah, he don't care. It's Norman just, Powell's getting his. I, I do like this team a lot. Um, I I would have to see them play, but at this point, I don't know if I put them in the contender list because of that center depth just a little bit. Yeah, they like the Celtics to me. Um, yeah, Alex they, Lynn and Aaron Baines don't really. Alex Lynn, bro, is I I don't know. I I, I don't like Alex Lynn. Is he good? Like, it, is he? Even as a backup, would I do I want Alex Lynn on my team? Would I want Alex Lynn on my what team? What version you getting? If you're getting the one that just wakes up and can shoot all of a sudden, then yeah. But then the next day he can't shoot, so I don't know. And then it's like he's played for some teams. I just don't. I don't like. I don't like when centers go to the Kings. Like I just <laughs> feel like that's just that's like a 
like Hassan Whiteside already. I know y'all saw them, them clips of him guarding Steph Curry on the pick and roll. Yeah. Like, this is, this is bad. Alex Land over there is just bad. Yeah. Rashawn Holmes is literally the only center that went over there since the Cousins and was just like, oh, he's cool. Yeah. Agley can't stay healthy. Who else they have over there? They have the first Hassan Whiteside. Yep. See what they deal with that. Sim Bular should still be in the league. Shout out to Sim. Mean, they had Boogie. <laughs> Papa Giannis. Papa Giannis, who fell out of the league so fast for a lottery pick. Come yeah, on. They, they just don't get it done. Uh, next team is the Charlotte Hornets at 25 and 48%, 8% chance to make the playoffs. Um, out of all the teams we talked about towards the bottom of the list, this is the most exciting team to me with league. LaMelo. Um, league, definitely a league pass team because I think they only got one nationally televised game. Beautiful jerseys. Wow. I think this team could be better than this, the yeah. 24 and 48. I definitely can see a world where this team is way better than that. Yeah, I could. they're lower than the Bulls. I could see them being better right. than the Bulls. I can see that too. I think especially if they have, get all star. I feel like Gordon Hayward may be yeah. that all star this year. Like we saw in Utah, he might be that player. It's more opportunity, um, good team around him. Lamelo's there. Like that. Bro, why are you put these expectations on him? What if he don't want to be an all star? He just want to chill and play the game. Hey, hey I like my like bitches like the game. Real... You got four years, hundred twenty million. They <laughs> <laughs> can't take that money back. Yeah, yeah, he just want. I'm, I'm, I'm opting not to go to All Star Weekend. This is time I could just play the game. <laughs> I know. I like Miles Bridges for them too. He looking like he, he just looks a little bit more sharper. Y'all listen to his album? No. No. Oh. Miles Bridges got an album. I didn't even release the album. Yeah. PJ Washington is who I like on that team with Lamelo. Me too. Um, like PJ Washington. I think there's a world where PJ Washington plays a little small ball five. They get some shooters out there. I'm modern David West. Yes, sir. <laughs> Washington. Because yeah, right like now they still got Cody Zeller. Smaller bro. than David West. Yeah, it's like he's modern. Because, you know, he's getting small. Oh, yeah, true, true. Faster, more athletic than, yeah. Yeah, he's the modern version. Of I think this team could be really, really good. Um, I wonder how long before LaMelo takes a starting spot. Now. Or if if you think so, you think he's just going to no. be like, boom. I don't know. Maybe right, it's a so. whole season. I don't know. I who's, mean, who's taking? Who they taking out? Terry Rozier or whoever's yeah, playing worse? I guess. I don't know. Rozier seems like it's a better match, but uh, I, it, hey, from preseason, it's working with him coming off the bench. Yeah, he's been like hitting that thing. Bench. I feel like he's well, a star when I see him. Yeah, true. Yeah, so. then when they play him with Devontae Graham, they have Devontae Graham be the primary ball handler. Have we seen Malik Monk get minutes in the preseason? No, no. I think I think he's still suspended. Uh, that is why I just see my man's. I see, but I don't. I don't think he he played in any of the recent games. Is that you why gonna I, look it up, Mike? Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Is that okay. why was he? I, I don't think it was I, that. I think it. I think he, was, he got in trouble for other drugs. Yeah, it was like grade two, class so two. He was, hey, he's doing What's a little. Up, bit of, he's doing a little bit of some some. Stay alone, my old friend. Ain't that why Tyreek Evans got suspended? Yes. Yeah. That's, that'd be heartbreaking. No, Malik. Oh, Malik Monk did play last game. I remember. I thought he had hit a three. I think he did I'm hit one mistaken. three. He did hit a three. Um, is Tyreek Evans banned from the NBA? Suspended. He got suspended. Multi-year suspension. I need Tyreek back in the league. For what? Because he got a my team card that he uses. Nah, bro. Tyreke. Like last time we saw on, bro. Tyreek, it was it, it's not no, rookie of the no, year, Tyreek. Baby. No, no, he had got a bag from Indiana because he was killing with the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies he got hurt. He was playing point guard. When they put uh Tyreek at point guard, 
he takes off. Right, but then he got to Indiana, he was ass again. Because they didn't put him at point guard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I, I remember that. Yeah, he averaged 19 points on a really bad Grizzlies team. Well, I think, like, he had – what's the guy that used to play for the Bulls? He's He got the, the nice eyes. Oh, I thought you were going to say John Salmons. Wayne Selden. Wayne Selden was on this roster. You think of him with the Bulls? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's yeah, immediately come to mind. Because I know that they were starting together. That's how bad that Grizzlies team was. Wayne right. Selden was okay. literally that's starting. That's what I was saying. I think of the Grizzlies when I hear Wayne Selden or Kansas. But somebody asked me, man – what do you feel about Jeremy Lin? I'm like, I don't really give a fuck. He's like, damn, give him a chance. I'm like, bro, this is Jeremy Lin, not Jeremy Lin since since uh, Insanity. This right. is Jeremy Lin after the fact. Like, seeing guys like him get signed don't really do shit for me because I know guys like Michael Beasley are still jobless, and he can he will fuck Jeremy Lin up. Yeah. I mean, he signed an, an Exhibition 2 contract, I think is what it's called, where he's like a kind of like a G League two-way player kind of. So, And he's older. I hope that he's successful, but honestly, this second stint probably not going to work out. Uh, also on this roster, Marshawn Brooks, in his seven games, he averaged 20. So, and then hey, never don't sleep on Marshawn. And bro. never played another NBA minute after that. That's, a, <laughs> that's another dude that you can get a ball. He probably, it don't matter who, he probably going to try to get him a bucket. I want to make a draft class full of those guys that, like, they had stints where they was hooping, but then they just... I zipped into thin air. Like, mm. he was a bucket with Brooklyn, too. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's get back to the top. Um, Miami Heat, projected to be 41 and 31, 91% chance of making the playoffs, 10% chance of making the finals, 4% chance of winning. That's our eighth seed. Hey, 538 don't like they roster. Um, <laughs> That's the I th- fifth seed? I think that the, the Heat, yeah, right now we're at the fifth seed with the Miami Heat. The Heat have a team that maybe similar to last year were like, Regular season-wise, they might be chilling. You know, similar, they might be the 3-4 seed. But we know that with the tools that they have, they can make that big run like they did last year. I think what they did last year was real. People keep asking that. Can they do it again? I think for for sure they have the pieces to make another championship run, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Especially defensively. They they definitely have it. You got Jimmy Bam. Top, like, that roster is just beautifully constructed. I think defensively they can they can they can give a lot of people problems in the East. Like a lot of problem a lot of problem people problems in the East, no matter what seed they use. Cause cause think about think about the players you're facing in the Eastern Conference. Other than KD and Kyrie, a right. lot of them are like, let me bulldoze to the rim. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Giannis, um, even like Pascal Siakam. These are guys that's gonna try to get to the rim, and the Heat have those pieces to stop you from getting to the rim. So it's just yeah, like the guy. The guy. My defensive player here. They, I think they, I think they are real because of him. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of different names for the Heat that ain't Bam out of bio, and I think it needs to start being him. A lot of Tyler Hero talk. Tyler Hero is cool, and I like him. He's no Bam out of bio. Jimmy Butler is cool, and I like him for what he does for the locker room. He's no Bam out of bio. Is Bam out of bio their best player? Yes. Yeah. I think it's half and half, bro. I think yes or no? Stop nah, taking the easy route. No, nah, it's not. It's half and half. I think okay. it's their team. I think it's their team. Ah, that's a cop out answer. Who's the best player on the Lakers? LeBron. You can't say who's the best player on the Heat. What's what's reluctant from you? Okay, I'll put it like this then, Mike. If one of them were to get hurt, who is the team better without? So if if if, if Jimmy Butler got hurt, and it was just Bam out of bio. Do you think they dropped significantly? 
or no. vice versa? Do you think that which which team is better? A team that Heat team I, without Jimmy? I would say it, that team without Jimmy is probably better. And I would say this though too. I, and that's it is a good point. But I think just they don't have nobody that's just going to come in and do anything. That they, I mean, they have Precious now, who's you know he he looks like he's going to be energy, but they don't have no big man that can come in and kind of defend the way Bam. Does. If if Jimmy Butler's out. They could, they can kind of sell Tyler Hero could come in. He could do a little bit of, he's not going to defend like Jimmy, but he could do a little bit of what he does. Like they have players that could substitute that. This is no disrespect to Jimmy Butler. We know. No, he's- no, I, I really like you. I really like Jimmy. I like both of them a lot. I like him a lot with the Heat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like Jimmy Butler with other teams, but I like him a lot with the Heat. I just feel like that's a Jimmy Butler team. Uh, like I, I didn't really like Jimmy Butler with the Timberwolves. I look back and he was hooping a little bit, but I don't. I don't like him trying to. Play I think about with a cat. And I wait. think about Jimmy with the Timberwolves. I just think of the fact that he actually had them winning. <laughs> like they were yeah. actually in the playoffs with Jimmy Butler on their team. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? They could use a Jimmy Butler right now. <laughs> <laughs> the Timberwolves always trade people that they could use. Like they could. As soon as they traded Zach, they they needed him. As soon as they traded Covington, they they needed him. Jimmy Butler, they need right now. Um, but no, I, that's why that was my point though, Mike. I, I was saying Bam the best because what he does, you can't even really cover that up in any way. I think you can cover Jimmy up for a game or two because mm-hmm. you got Duncan Robinson gonna shoot the ball, Hero gonna shoot it. You still got Dragic. Right. Uh, they lost some pieces. To, oh, they signed Mo Harkless. They lost. They lost Jay Crowder. They lost, lost Jay Crowder. That was their yeah. biggest loss. They got another new young cat that's gonna be shooting that thing with Max Struess, but I think. He had a game. He was fine that thing. Yes, I know he's from where we. Right, he played. He literally played for the Bulls last season. Yeah, fine that thing. He's from like when I used to do the uh, summer league at South. I used to do the clock for Coach Dorn. That's how I get my uh, my shit for free. And he used to play for Stag. I remember. Really? Yeah, he played for Stag. We used to bust their ass. Hickory Hills, Illinois. He got a beard now. He looked weird. He went to DePaul. Yeah. When I went to Javon's workout, his old coach from Stag was in there, and they was talking about him. Really? I'm like, Max, I remember that fool. Yeah, it was 20 in college. He was hoping. Okay. He plays for – oh, the Heat now. Yeah, yeah, yeah the they Heat. just they, uh, put him on a two-way, which is exactly where he was w- with the Bulls. Yeah, it was with the Bulls and the Celtics. So, like, it's always crazy that he's in the league, but R.J. Hunter isn't. R.J. Know. Hunter is a lot better player than Max Struss. I'm, he's bigger – he can shoot it. I, I I just I never understood why that didn't work with ball. He must have been a horrendous defender. Uh, for, I don't even remember. He had I, to be because he shoots it so well. How, how can a guy that shoots the ball that well doesn't bounce around? Like he didn't. It didn't work with the Celtics, and we never heard about him again. Yeah, I'm he. I don't remember him playing for the Bulls, but he played three games for the Bulls, and in those three games, he didn't score a bucket. Um, then he played five games for Houston and one more game in Boston where he put up 17 and that was the end of his NBA career. <laughs> he put up, he literally put up 17 in the last game of the season for Boston and then that was a wrap for his NBA career. Yeah, yeah. so always guys that are like mysterious guys that just fade out the league. You know who I used to be high on that I just can't believe it didn't work for him? Austin Day. Yeah. Austin Day. I can see that. He was a lottery pick. He was mm-hmm. like ahead of his time. The league is now what he did is now what what they all look for like Michael Porter he was like Michael Porter Jr before Michael Porter Jr and that like that was just a little too early like, that was just my biggest thing is I, I just remembered he was like a four but he was like six nine he, like he was a big dude 
Mm-hmm. So he could do a little bit. Of, yeah, he could do a little bit of everything. Slim. He wanted to play more on the perimeter. The NBA wasn't there yet. I think he was just a little bit ahead of his time. He went overseas and he'd be fucking them up. Same thing with like Quincy Miller. Quincy Miller was like that big, tall, slim forward who wasn't as skilled as Kevin Durant. So you can't just let him be a small forward. But he's <laughs> my not. O- my only memory of Quincy Miller is him getting his ass Russell, rocked. By, by, I think it was by Iggy. Right, and he did like a between the legs crossover and transit. That's hard to fail. Just messed him up, bro. Okay, okay, let's move on to the next team because we we definitely run along here. It's the Chicago Bulls. We have to run 25 and 47, 11% chance of making the playoffs, zero and zero. Y'all know how the rest of that go. Mm -hmm. Um, this seems about right. Let me ask y'all this instead of just talking about that, what's the successful season as for a Bulls for the Bulls as a fan? Already four games into the preseason, I can say I can say with confidence that this is going to be a successful season for for my expectations, which would be uh, get players playing the way they should be playing. You know what I'm saying? Larry Market last season was just strictly a stretch big, and he fell off a cliff. And in the four preseason games, though three of them, he didn't shoot it well. And that's why I keep telling people. I got a lot of messages after the first three preseason and games saying, I'm "Say it again." Wendell Carter, but no, no, it's more specifically about Larry, like um. I guess Laurie just ain't it. You know, it's just he just ain't it. You see what he shot? Like, yes, I saw what he shot. But my question to him is, did you watch the game? Did you see how he missed those shots? Did you see the shots he was taking? And if you have been, you know that this man is playing dramatically different than what he played last season. He's putting the ball on the floor. We have four or five pick and rolls. Um, he's rolling to the rim. He's playing the uh, the picker. And, and he's throwing lobs. He's catching lobs. It's significantly different. It's significantly different. And hopefully the shot does fall so, so people can get off his ass. But he's playing with a lot more confidence through those first four preseason games that he played all of last season. And that's a success for me. To see Kobe White jump up to be a better playmaker will be a success for me. To see Patrick Williams do anything will be a success for me. Wendell Carter staying healthy is a success to me. If I don't think this is a, t- a team that's like championship or bust like some fans may think. <laughs> I like how the last two preseason games he just started Patrick Williams at that three spot. I hope he just continued that. Fuck out. I think it works well. I don't think yeah. coming off the bench works. Yeah, fuck yeah. Otto. Let, he's <laughs> not even a part of the future. He's not a part of the future. Let him come you in. Know learn damn from well. You know damn well. If we were if we interview Otto Porter on Twitter, he'd be the, your favorite guest. Now <laughs> fuck you. I would tell him, fuck you, Otto. <laughs> yeah. Hey Otto, what's your favorite pre game, okay. free cheap meal or whatever? He gonna have something about his right. Good to know. Good to know. We, HOH about to pull some strings and we're gonna have Otto on the show. Are you gonna be like, well, thank you, Otto, for coming. <laughs> best guest yet. No, what his ass gonna do is bust out sweating when it's time for him to ask a question. <laughs> uh, so Otto, what now, you, you know, uh like you knew <laughs> if we were in a party that Otto Porter was at, you was gonna be in them uh just like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you saw uh, Mo Bamba was like, that's hey, that's, Mo, that's Mo Bamba. Like this ain't a fucking private party. Crazy, blowing blowing the cover, blowing the spot. But my my next question, um, if this team wins twenty seven games, is this last year we see Zach Levine with the Bulls? Yes. And I don't think that would be of any fault of him. I just think that he'd be on the last year of his contract with the possibility of leaving. So I think I would hope that they would trade him away, unless they can come up with an agreement to to uh, mm-hmm. extend him. Um, I do like Zach Levine a lot on this team. I would say this though: twenty five wins. I wouldn't be happy with this. I'm gonna say that. I wouldn't be happy with this. I, we should be. We should be at least be the ten seed this season. Who's the better team, the Knicks or the Bulls this year? 
The Bulls. The Bulls. They have an all-star guard. I think so too, mm-hmm. but twenty-five wins. I would. I would. I'm gonna say this: twenty-five wins will make me upset. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, twenty-five wins make me upset. Yeah, I, I think we should be in the course of playing a play-in tournament. Hey, I, I, for the Bulls, though, I think. Sure. For the Bulls, though, I think at least for a successful season, they they need a lot more of those like those those moments where they're like, okay, you know, we could build on that. Then it's just like, oh, we you know we had another defensive breakdown again, or. You know, when I think they just need to look at more of the positives. If Wendell Carter Jr. he could stay healthy this season, I think that's a big W already. Just like they need to, they need to fail by figuring out they actually just didn't work. I feel like a lot of their times where they fail, it's like, oh, you know, they didn't play. Oh, their coach was, you know, their coach didn't have them play a certain way. Like I want to see these guys actually come out, and it's just like they can either hoop or they can't. You know, 20, 22 is the number, but yeah, you're right, Mike. I think mm-hmm. this is also a season for our our new front office to see who we want and who we want to, you know, get out of here. So that this is definitely a transition year. And I, I guess the real question is, since it's basically the same roster, right. how many more games better is Billy Donovan than Jim Boylan? That's that's what it is at the end of the day. How much of a better coach is Billy Donovan than Jim Boylan? And I would say significantly. Mm-hmm. It's unfair because he got that boy on his team now. Who's that? Patrick Williams, man. He different. He's different, ain't he? Williams is, come on, man. Motherfucker was trying to talk spicy about my boy being selected for. Hey, niggas better start waking up and paying, paying respects and paying attention. That boy. Facts. Niggas thought I was crazy. I wanted the Knicks to take him at eight. I ain't know that motherfucker could be going <laughs> five minutes into the draft. Hey, you want to know something crazy? Um, He was promised to go four. So he knew four or five days before. Um, And yeah, you he, remember what happened before that? He was promised to go seven to the Pistons. Mm-hmm. So my boy went from, I yeah. love to see it. He climbed and he, and he looks good, you know. Okay, that's enough Bulls talk. Because we I could talk about the Bulls all day, and I know people don't want that. Finally, Brooklyn Nets with a 40-32 and 32 record, 87, every 84% chance of making the playoffs, 1% chance of, of making it and winning the finals. I can see that being a record if KD and Kyrie both got hurt again. Like, I think that, that, that that's kind of crazy. Like, I think Spencer Karras and the rest of the team could get them that, uh, if yeah. I'm being honest. Um, especially when it's his current day, you're saying they're updating it now. Like, seeing KD and Kyrie in, a, in preseason makes me think way yeah. different of this team. Uh, yeah. like, I'm thinking they at the top of the conference. Yeah, they just came out and blew out the Celtics, a healthy Celtics. Well, without Kimba, but right. Kevin Durant was still giving Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Jason That's Tate. all I'm looking at. Like, he's playing <laughs> Same exact way, um, and, and that's all I wanted to see. Yeah, and twenty-five I, through three quarters, and that's why I'm like this Brooklyn Nets team. I feel like they just gotta walk through to the Eastern Conference Finals because, in the grand scheme of things, like teams like Philly and Milwaukee, we mentioned you could build a wall or do whatever. You can't do that against the Nets. Like <laughs> Katie gonna torch anything that's probably not a triple team. You know, Kyrie Irving, if he gets the ball, he gonna he gonna do what Kyrie Irving does. And then I think they have like the pieces around them, like. We, we know what uh, Joe Harris can do. We know that DeAndre Jordan and, and you know, Jared Allen, what they do. So, I, I think just as long as they're healthy, this next team is going to be up there. Like, they're going to be the team to beat. It's just fun because I don't know the last time I've seen KD in this situation. Remember the last few times we've seen him, he was with the most dominant team ever, so we never had to question anything. But now he's back into, like, he's going. they're going to have to win some games. It's going to be easy in the regular season with seven-game series of things and half-court settings, and they're going to need – you know what I'm saying? They ain't no Steph Curry, Clay, Draymond. It's going to be decent to see. Last time we saw him like that, he blew a 3-1 lead, him and Russ. against the Warriors. Hey, but I was also thinking about, like, we be talking about how, obviously, 
Kyrie needed, you know, Kyrie and KD, they got their championships and it was kind of like both sides need each other. We know that KD needed the Warriors. The Warriors kind of needed KD to kind of do whatever they do. Same thing with Kyrie, but Kyrie and KD, they got more experience than a lot of these other cats out here in the East. Like he's talking about winning a championship. Right? Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah, so they, they got that on their shoulders too. Nowhere near. So like, like the Bucks, nah. Right. Celtics, then, nah. Raptors, I guess, but they don't have the guy, Kawhi. Right. It's so, not even close. Yeah, this team and they gonna stage you out. We all agree that this team should be better than forty and thirty-two. That's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, as long as they stay healthy, that team is way better than that. Um, Shout next, out to Steve Nash. Next team is the Wizards. Projected to have the same record as the Bulls at twenty-five and forty-seven. Eleven percent chance to make the playoffs. Yada yada yada. I think this team is interesting. Um, I think they'll be better than this too, though. So somebody has to be bad. You know what I'm saying? I feel like all of these teams are better than what they're projected. Somebody has to be bad. I think the Wizards make the eight seed, man. You think the Wizards make the eight? I think they do. A, with a healthy Russell. They're talented. He, he, damn, he's probably going to make that team make the playoffs. Him and Bradley I mean, Bill. The Knicks are probably not going to be good, as they were projected to be. There's a chance the Hornets just aren't good. They're fun, but they aren't good. Um, I think same thing with Bulls. Detroit. Yeah, the Bulls could definitely be a bad team. Detroit. I mean, the Bulls can be bad, but just not as bad as the right. other name. The Clavaliers are going to be fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, but ball like on Kobe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Wizards are much better than that. It's kind of yeah, weird. I think, they, I think they're better than this, man. Thomas I mean, Bryant they, I, just got fined $45,000. Yeah, I just I did see that. What happened? Thomas Bryant just got fined forty-five k for Because of the, the Blake stop Griffin trying, thing. Yeah, stop trying to be all tough guy. Uh, I, th- I think that I guess their projections of them being bad is because their defense will probably be bad. But I think their offensive ceiling is crazy with Russell Westbrook and, and Bradley Beal. And then you love Thomas Bryan D. Mills because of his offensive game. Uh, Troy Brown, Rui Hachimura. These are all offensive weapons that should have them be good. And if they just put some effort on the defensive side of the ball, like Bradley Beal is above average defender when he wants to. Last year he didn't want to because why the hell would he? Um, this could be a good team. And Russell Westbrook teams are usually good defensive teams at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, yes, he's usually anchored by Stephen Adams or I guess PJ Tucker, but he is a good defender as well. He he knows good defense. Yeah, so. yeah. When you look at when Russell Westbrook won MVP, this roster is better than that roster, and they were the fourth or either fifth seed that year. But is so, Russell Westbrook as good as he was back then? No, nah, he wasn't. Russell ass was a different beast back then. Yeah, that was that was jump shooting Russ. That was jump shooting Russ. Yeah, but he also didn't have a guy like Bradley Beal next to him. I was so true. True. He may be better this year because he has a guy like like Bradley Beal. I'm so true. Uh, and that's why I was like nut ass shots. And when they and when they and they traded, you know, John Wall for for Russ, I'm like maybe it, they are the same player, but maybe they just work differently, right? We all know James Harden off ball, he probably not doing much. But Bradley Beal off ball while while John while Russell got the ball, he probably gonna be moving around, getting that thing and torching it up. So yeah. it, it could work, you know. And he could just go to war. Side. John Wall was, you know, was was gone. He didn't have nobody to really go war with. Bradley, I mean, Russell Westbrook is going to be available. He's yeah. going to play. Um, he's he going to play 72 games damn near. Russell Westbrook is that type of player. Unless he has. He's going to try to at least. Some yeah. shit that, like, he can't walk. He probably going to go try to go out there and hoop. Well, know? wasn't he not playing back-to-backs last year, though? He's not playing back-to-backs this year either, by the way. I think that's fine. I think that's fine. That ain't no problem. I'm, I'm actually happy I didn't draft him in fantasy because I was this close to it, and then I saw he wasn't playing back to backs. Yo, as I had some hiccups, man. Y'all leaving LeBron up here? I know you're coasting this year, but I just can't have LeBron. That's, bro, that's what I was telling. But who else? Russell Westbrook. It wasn't nobody else really there though. 
Russell Westbrook can't be up here in the center. At the end of the day, LeBron is going to be great for my fantasy team. I don't and care. That's what I, what I say. Would that trade him before the season even started? I tried to trade him because I knew Derek is a big LeBron fan, so I was oh. trying to trying to give him LeBron for John Morant. Yeah, I told him he's going to be mad when he need like 30, 40 points one night. It said LeBron James sitting out this back-to-back. That's why my it ain't gonna happen. Had to be Trey. He on crazy. a revenge tour, y'all know he on. He wants that MVP award. Revenge tour. You remember what he said? He said, "I I expected more votes than that. This year he gonna get those more votes because he's a part of the fantasy team." I'm just letting you know. So D Mills, if you want to make that trade, hit a brother rock. Bro, I'm trying to put you on. You got I'll, it. I'll, I'll let you know. You got Mills, it. He, Canada D Mills. Mills, he not gonna tee up till that ring started to come a little bit more in the picture. Bro, why do y'all? Why are y'all tampering? I'm this is there. between me and Derek. Me and Derek right now. My like, roster looking pretty sexy right now, so I'm good. Well, you just, didn't you just trade Victor Ladipo? I did. This shit is cool. But Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's a very good. We player. were talking about that trade. We were like that. That trade we feel like does not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I like him as a fantasy player. I had him on my team last year. He always consistently gets like 30, 35. If he gets like the points, the rebounds, the steals. That shit was just to do some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like Aaron Gordon. That was just like to make, let's just make a trade. That's all y'all was on. No, I legit was like, I want him. Speaking of Aaron Gordon, let's get to this next team. Uh, yeah, the Magic. The, the most boring. We only got three more left. The Magic are probably the most boring team going into the season. I'll, I'll just say it. 36 and 36, 70% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, the only bright spots for me to make me want to watch is I want to see what Markel is up to this season, and I want to see how Cole Anthony plays. That's it. Everything else I'm tired of. We've seen it for the last three years. It's good enough to get you an 8 seed. Boom. That's it. I, I'm i not interested in this team at all. You don't care about Jonathan Isaac health, though? <laughs> they just got a, a disabled player exception for him, so they got an extra, like, three, four million. What about Chuma Okiki and his first? Oh, I'm interested in Chuma Okiki, but I've been watching yeah. him a little bit in, in preseason. Yeah, he's been, he's been playing, so. Yeah. I mean, that, that's probably the most few. Markel Fultz could be a potential MIP pick. You know, that's my thing on the, for the Magic, but. I don't know. I feel like they always they they just still gonna come out there and they still gonna win games because they always just be competitive somehow. You know Hopefully. what I still do at night, Mike? What? I still pray for Markel because they fucked up his shot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you still finna say like, oh, Aaron Gordon must have that breakout season. Nah, that shit blow me though, Mike. That should be blowing me. Hopefully, they, maybe they can find Drake. He got the fro coming up, man, dude. Vucevic. Oh, Vucevic, yeah. He been on the trade market for four years now, man. He's just one of those guys. He's he's too good to be traded for nothing, but not good enough to trade anything for. So it's, 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 all right, that's enough magic talk. There's 30 seconds of magic fans. They, they finna tear these comments up. Um, Atlanta Hawks, 35 and 37, projected to be the 65 percent chance of making the playoffs, one percent chance of making the finals, and zero percent chance of winning if they get there. I guess. Uh, what seed is this? This would be the eight seed. Okay, yeah. This I can see them hovering around that eight, seven seed. Mm-hmm. Teams are deep, talented. Trey Young wants to go all in, so I would say if they're not in this conversation, then it's a failure of a season for them. They yeah, get too much this offseason not to be a playoff. The front office said it's playoff or bust. And they, yeah, exactly yeah. how they should. This would be disappointing to me. I think when I see Trey Young averaging twenty nine and damn near eleven, and with the pieces they had, you add all of this, I think they should be a little higher. Uh, potentially, I'm not mad at where they at. This, They're definitely I'm, a better team on paper than the Magic. They should definitely be right. higher than the Magic. But no, the Magic. You know, he went up and down, so it ain't the, the Magic are projected to be better. Yeah, right? they're projected to be better by oh. two wins. Right. So okay. the Magic are projected mm-hmm. to be better. Oh, I thought we were going up and down. The the up team was the Magic. Now we're down, 
and then in the middle oh. it's the Pacers. Oh, okay. So they are yeah, better. Team's definitely better than the Magic. I agree too, D Mills. I think they can actually be like a six seed on the scary side. They can clip you. Like I think they could be better than Wizards. Yeah, for sure. You know? So, sure. Oh, what well, are Wizards projected to win? Yeah, I think they're more complete than a lot of these teams. Where like obviously you got the superstar and, and Trey Young, but you brought in some players or you have players that can defend as well. Like uh this is a team that wasn't good defensively last year, but now Clint Capella is really playing his first basketball with them. And I think that they're going to be a better defensive team. And I think that's all they really needed, you know? And they need yeah. the depth, and they have that now. And they need the guys that hit shots. DeAndre Hunter, was, he looking good in preseason. Cam Reddish is going to look good. Uh, that's yeah. Trey Young good. or Ja Morant? Ja. Trey Young is – Ja Morant, first of all, I – I'd rather my, build my, my team around Ja. Yeah, first thing I – Y'all took too long for me. It should be John Moran easily. <laughs> First thing to cut a man is that at least I know Jock and he can hang with, you know, some of these other guards in the league in terms of defensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's John Moran get everything I want out of a point guard. He Same. got some. Yeah. He's he just like, he, he, he can win already at the age he is now. And no, yeah, Ja's the real deal, man. Yeah, he's the real. Ja, ja is, to me, is a sleeper MVP guy. Like, not this <laughs> year. Not this year, but I'm oh, just saying, okay. like, in general, we they talk about like future MVPs, and it's always Luca, Trey, Josh should be a little bit in that territory. Oh, He's hey. like a winning player, like Mike said, in his rookie year. They were basically a playoff team. Yeah, in his I rookie year, he was out there in that bubble giving Dame and CJ fits. So, <laughs> four or five years down the road, when the players like Steph Curry and James Harden, no, Luka, like, don't John say Moran, John Moran is going to be in there. John Moran and Luca. Now, John Moran is a dude he ain't waiting for years. He coming it's, now. Don't, don't tell you. Don't, don't spot that West is hard to snag. It's hard as hell. It's hard to snag. Now, understand he's coming now. I, want him to. I, I, I agree with you. I want him to be an all-star this year. That's how bad I want him to be. I think he can do it is what I'm saying. He's coming, bro. Look at how he's telling you with the preseason performances, I'm coming. I'm not waiting. The typical Damian Lillard waited and complained about being underrated. I'm not doing that. I'm at your fucking throat. And that's why you got to love him. That's yeah. why you got to love him. He's coming. There's an automatic four all-star spots at that guard spot locked. Who's that? Seth. Luka, Seth Dame, Steph, and Harden. Those are already gone. Shit, you got John Moran fucked up. Harden better, oh. not, Harden better stay at them clubs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get to the last team here, and that is the Pacers. They ain't better stay out that studio. They all know. They're still jumping through that damn little. Y'all coming. That's all I want you to know. You heard Jaron Jackson, daddy. <laughs> oh, that's. 36, 36 and 36 for the Pacers. Uh, putting them as the seventh seed this upcoming season. Oh, tough. Um, they're a good team, obviously. I think there's a lot of stuff hanging over this team with Victor Oladipo, Miles Turner, and trade talks. It's a lot going on for a team that's just historically good, but not good enough to win a chance. Not they're not in the echelon of contenders, but they're no. always a they're playoff. They're trying team. to be either. Team think so? No, I mean that. Atlanta. I was just, I was saying that because that's what Paul George said. He's like, that's why he left. He All said right. that team never, he never wants to go. Like they want to win, but they don't want to win. Win. Right. Yeah, they're they gonna be competitive. He just said that the big that he was trying to get was Anthony Davis. And yeah, I did. Uh, do y'all think Anthony Davis would have went to Indiana and stayed Hell in Indiana? No. I don't think Paul George made that up, so shit. You, maybe Anthony Davis that type but of But that was some young gun player. stuff. Like, he probably yeah. – like, Maybe yeah. Anthony Davis that's the type of dude. He'd tell you whatever you want to hear <laughs> at the time. Oh, yeah, I'll come to Indy. It's right back Chicago. <laughs> 
Hell yeah, yo. If I would have came, I would, I'd definitely, I'd do that. And then in the back of his mind, like, hell no. <laughs> and he ended up in the right place. Indiana is just such a good team that ain't great. Like, it's so confusing. Yeah. I love Brogdon, Vic, Warren, Sabonis, Turner, Jeremy Lamb, Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday. I can make that team look sound sexy, Mike, if you want me to. I can salt, salt and pepper chef that up for you to convince you they're going to be higher. They're going to be a fifth seed because, listen. They are, have, I, honestly, they always like a fifth seed. Every year they're, they're like always, a They're always seed. competitive. Yeah. They're always competitive. And that's it's the just, problem. They're not good enough to get substantial draft. They, just, they chill with what they got. they like, hey, this is who we are. And so then, who, what teams do y'all think might make a like a – not surprises like they might they might surprise us and be worse than what we expect them to be. I wouldn't be surprised if Indiana's worse. I feel like I can say that every year and they end up outperforming. But like, if Indiana was bad this year, I wouldn't be like, oh my god! Like it would be, oh okay. Did y'all see the Celtics taking a step back? What do you mean by that? They're they were like what were they the third seed? What if they're like six? I would be surprised by that. Hey, I I'm just like, got this hunch, man. I, I feel like Atlanta is going to slip right out the way. I feel like they're going to be a ninth seed. they just going to mm, miss it. That's tough, bro. The mm. reason, I just feel like they have it all now, but I still like at the end of the day, when it comes to like, getting on that court, you just got to win the games. And it's just, I, I don't know if, they all, if they're all there for the playoffs yet. Okay. That's tough, man. We'll see. I think they're going to be like right there. And the play-in game, but lose it? Because that's what it is. I don't think Trey Young gonna lose a playing game. I guess we'll wait and see. Trey Young, John Collins, Bogdanovich, don't. That's the A man. Somebody gotta get fired. <laughs> Black coach Lloyd Pierce, I'm all for you, but if that team don't make the playoffs, your ass will be replaced with Nate McMillan. <laughs> Keep it in the bug. Keep it in the bug. Tell your uncle that they cut hair at the barbershop, KB. Tell Pierce <laughs> I said that. <laughs> that shit would be everywhere once they hit the barbershop. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got for today. That was a long-ass episode for them. I damn near want to tell my boy who's going to make this thumbnail, but I'm going to wait till we talk about the West. The next episode title, you know what it's going to be? What's that? God is coming. <laughs> it's going to be John. <laughs> O-M-I-N-G, because some of y'all weird out yeah, there. Yeah, y'all weird. <laughs> all right, we'll see y'all then. Peace out. I'm gonna order my dodger.